Welcome to Two Peas in a Pod. I'm Max Pisano. And I'm Joseph Pisano. Each episode we'll be talking real estate, banking and mortgages, sharing insights into the market and updates on the bank's view on mortgages and investment loans. And also give you an opportunity to ask questions to help you make a better informed decision. So let's get into it, shall we? Okay, well guys, uh, welcome to our latest podcast. Today is the 8th of October, 2021. So it's been a few weeks since the last one, but you know, in true uh, two peas in a pod uh, style, uh, we bring you the latest information. And today, today, most importantly, apart from having the uh, uh, distinguished Joe Pisano, not, no, he's not my brother, um, but uh, somewhere along the lines, we have mentioned that there could be a connection. We have Jody English, who um, uh, Jody English has uh, runs her own business under the property home base banner, I believe, uh, as a buyer's advocate. So we're going to bring you perhaps three different perspectives today. Uh, one of them is from a buyer's perspective. Joe's going to talk to us a little bit about the um, uh, what APRA is doing and, and maybe even tell us what APRA is, Joe. And of course, I'll bring you a little bit of the market update. So guys, say hello. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Thanks for the, thanks to the two Ps for inviting me on the show today. Oh, You're very right. welcome. You're very um, welcome, Jody. Well, so, let's get into Joe, it real quick because there's a lot happening, Max, right? So, yeah. and I think people want to know APRA. Now, that's a regulatory authority, right, that the government has set up. And basically, it keeps an eye on the banking system and makes things... Just think of it as uh, keeping things in balances and checks. And the problem is at the moment that um, they think that um, housing prices are going too high and they're basically told the banks, right, this is what you've got to do and the banks have got to do what they've told them and it's going to slow things down. So um, so what have they done? Tell, tell well, us what, basically, what have they done. Well, if you just think about it in simplistic terms, right, uh, and I'll do it this way. If, if you're going to get a home loan at 2.5%, um, basically what happens is that when the bank assess, assess your loan or your application, what happens is they say, well, we know you're getting at 25 but we will, we will assess it at 5%. So they, they have a margin of another 2.5%. Right. So the loan is assessed as if you're going to buy that property and pay 5%. So if things do go up or interest rates go up, they know there's a bit of fat in there that you'll be able to afford the repayments. What APRA said is that, no, nah, no, nah. we're now going to make sure that if you're going to lend it out at 2.5%, we want you to assess the loan as if they were going to pay 5.5%, right? 3% each uh, so more. So just to be clear, so from 5%, assessing it as if it was 5% to 55 so an extra half a percent. That's right. That's right. No, not an extra 5%, Max. Think of it as an extra 0.5%. Like 10%. Do you understand? So when when you're actually oh, gotcha. getting a loan, uh, in simple terms, let's say they were going to give you 500000 Those people that were getting 500000 yesterday, Today they might be getting four hundred and seventy-five thousand, roughly. Right. So, 
what they're going to lend you is going to be less. And that's of pretty much now. Even though they say November the 1st, it's pretty much now because no okay. one is going to take a chance and go with the old figures they might have got a week or so ago. You know, they might have gone to you and Jody and said, this is what I've got. Well, mm. guess what? They ain't got that anymore. So that's so, a big, big change. Right. So that's going to be interesting to see how that affects the market in general. I mean, on face value, 0.5% doesn't look like much, but I guess, you know, Jody would probably tell you the same thing. I've noticed there are people borrowing big amounts of money, right? So on big amounts of money, it could make a significant difference. Yeah. Um, so the aim is obviously, by the sounds of because I've read a couple of emails, is to try and slow the market. It's, yes, it's and it's making every broker out there think on how to approach clients that come to us and say, we want to buy. We used to, brokers would say, yeah, we've oh. done the numbers. We've done the numbers. Yeah, go ahead. When you come back, you'll get your loan, right? Without getting a pre-approval. Let me tell you, there's no one coming into our office and we're saying, go out there. We're saying, oh, I think you should get a pre-approval. Wow. You know, even though you're really strong, I think you should get a pre-approval. Yeah. So, so just, just when you thought can I just things jump were... jump in on that point as a buyer's what? advocate? Well, I, I reckon absolutely, Joe. I was just going to say before you do, so just when you thought things were great, they're not as great anymore, maybe, right? Um, yeah, not okay. maybe. Well, I'd be interested to see, Jody. so from your perspective as a, as a buyer's advocate, how do you think this will affect you? And, and, and maybe talk a little bit about, you know, what you've experienced out there in the marketplace as a buyer's advocate working for, for those of you who don't know what a buyer's advocate is, maybe give us a 30-second spill on what you know, a buyer's I think advocate just, does. Yeah, thanks, Max. I think that just based on Joe, Joe's point is that any buyer that's out there really does need to have a pre-approval because the market's been so competitive that if you're actually putting in an offer that is that you want to win, you really need to go in unconditionally. And you can't go in unconditionally unless you've got a pre-approval. Um, you know, you can't think, turn up to an auction and expect to, you know, bid if you haven't got a pre-approval. Uh, getting a pre-approval is the number one thing. It's the first question I ask prospective client, you know, who... Where did you know what's your pre-approval? Have you taken into consideration also stamp duty on what you've been approved to in order to buy at a certain level? So they're really important important points. But look, as a buyer's advocate, it's it's something that people hear about a lot, but uh, it's not it, it's much more common now than it probably was a number of years ago. And I think probably finally got on the page of the rest of the world because you would never buy a property in the United States or in the UK without having representation with, for, uh, with a buyer's agent or advocate, as we call it here, uh, because it evens out the playing field, really. Um, mm. And I think that like when you go to the dentist, you want to make sure they're qualified and know what they're doing when they're working on your teeth. It's the same thing in real estate. There's a lot of navigation to real estate. There's a lot to it. And I think if you if you don't have some kind of expertise, especially in a market that we're dealing with now, it's it's actually a little bit um, uh, kind of on the back foot because yesterday there was an offer I think for twenty two people put in an offer on a property 
So you're up against 22 offers. Yeah. So, yeah, a buyer's advocate's really uh, to navigate you through the process of, of and the journey of, of buying a property. So, so Jodie, um, give us a bit of an insight as to what you're finding working with buyers. Because obviously, unlike myself, who I mean, I work with a lot of buyers, right, but technically my role is for the vendor to get the vendor's best result. What are you finding with buyers out there in the marketplace at the moment? Well, because we're in, you know, because we're in lockdown, it was, you know, there were some challenges. I mean, you couldn't inspect property. Uh, you, you know, you, you, uh, you might have sold. They might have sold with already and they have to be able to buy another property within a settlement time frame. So that led to, you know, how can you purchase a property in a market where you can't inspect a property? So we had to get a bit creative. I think that, uh, you know, we've used uh, digital platforms like Facebook to search for properties through community groups. Um, I think that the agents that were selling that were very technologically and digitally focused probably benefited from lockdown because they were still able to sell properties because people bought them uh, sight unseen, which you know, is very unheard of in real estate to actually buy a property when you haven't seen it. But when you've got a 3D model or you've got video footage of that particular property, you're at the, the agent um, that actually had that in place were the ones that probably did that did well over lockdown. We were able to purchase them sight unseen with all the due diligence and all the things that go with that purchase. But I, know that, I think I know. you just had to be really creative. I know that we, um, and uh, I know we spoke about that. Um, Max actually had a couple of, in one of the, uh, uh, the podcasts before, Max had actually spoken about that, um, you know, how he actually used that. And it's a good thing you brought it up again to sell some properties. So, um, well, I, I actually, um, interesting because, Jody and I had a, uh, an experience together. Um, and sorry, if your husband's watching, uh, that's not the sort of experience I mean. But, you know, we, we were basically, um, Jody had a buyer who was, who was interested in the property I was selling. And, and I guess it was interesting because when every buyer was forced into operating on the same level playing field, what I mean by that is they had no choice. They couldn't inspect anywhere because we weren't allowed inspections. Then they went into, okay, who's making it easier for me to buy? And subsequently with this one property, you know, Jody was actually on, a, on an auction, uh, on a Zoom auction uh, with another buyer. She was unsuccessful on that one. But, but it was, that was a complete virtual sale from start to finish. But I guess this is what I've found, and this is the message I want to get out there to, to prospective vendors. It looked like it was going to be still a very strong market, even if we weren't allowed inspections. But what I did see is the transition from no inspections to inspections and how that affected the market. And this is what happened. And I saw it in one of my properties in Blackburn North that I was selling. When we were just about to auction the property on a Saturday, I forget the date now, um, because I had a lot of interest. And it was going to be all virtual. Then all of a sudden, our um, esteemed premier announced, we're going to allow you real estate agents to do inspections. 
So that Saturday where it was going to be a completely virtual auction, I said, okay, let's schedule it for three days. So we were able to do the auction. In that three-day period, I saw the buyers um, dissipate. They got colder. So fortunately, three days was not a long time for them to go off and find other properties. But what I've seen in the market is that there is a little bit of a softening and vendors need to be very careful about delaying their sale, thinking that we've got this spring and autumn next year. You really have to go when you're ready to go because buyers now are going to have a lot more properties to choose from. There's going to be a lot because vendors are saying, oh, oh, great, we're out of lockdown. Let's start to get things. I, I, I reckon, and Jade will probably agree with me here, come the 26th of October, if, if we stick to our opening plan, I reckon that weekend we're going to have that many properties coming on the market that you just, just, you just want to be ready to go. So, um, but, you know, the positive side is if you're selling freestanding property on good-sized land, you're still going to be in a very strong market, I believe. So that would be my message to others. But, but, and I'll get you all just to give me one simple thing before we finish up soon. But what I've, what's come out of today's discussion really is pre-approval is important. And we've always said that, Joe, haven't we? Yeah. Like, yeah. don't wait. You know, if, if you're a vendor, uh, you know, make sure that you're not taking offers from people who don't have pre-approval. And if you're a buyer, make sure you have pre-approval because that's what's going to make you um, be a lot stronger and the other word that came out is technology. So, guys, you know, we're, we're in a tech world. If vendors, if buyers, if brokers don't um, embrace the technology and, and use it, I think you're going to fall behind and I think you're yeah. going to be penalised for it. Yeah. I, 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 as much as there are many people out there that are in a de demographic that don't really like um, technology, but... I've got to say, if, if the winners in this lockdown have been the people that have been across digital platforms and technology. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Well, yeah. in our tradition, and Joe, sorry, you want to say something? I cut yeah, you off. Just quickly, um, pre-approvals at the moment. Well, I've got um, I've got a client at the moment that's um, trying to buy a place as of today. Now he's actually put in an offer. Uh, the people that were um, that they're bidding against or they're trying to buy it, they've got a subject to finance clause. He's in the middle of getting some finance, right? But we can turn around his finance within uh, five days. Now, that remember, we had that problem and most banks can do it reasonably quick now, uh, whereas, um, you know, like six months ago, remember, Max, we were taking forever to get finance, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but it's not that bad now. We can, you know, you, you might still get someone that said, look, I'll give you finance, but look, what about if you give us five days or seven days to get finance? That's starting to happen too. Even though, you know, if they're not ready for pre-approval, the, the brokers should be able to get them finance, or we can anyway, within, you know, five to seven days. So, Max, don't be worried about that at the moment. No, that's that's great. Well, well, look. Um, firstly, thank you to our guest Jody English for for being uh, with us today. And Jody, how can people um, reach out to you if they uh, want to get in contact? Maybe an email address and a phone number. Yeah. So my email address is Jody, spelled J O D I E, and then E again at 
propertyhomebase.com.au. So that's Jody E at propertyhomebase.com.au and 0427 577 688. Look forward to it. And of course, if you didn't get that, sorry, Max, doesn't matter. Just email Max and myself and we'll get it. Yeah. The two P's. They're going on. Just ring us up. She's the only girl. Absolutely. Well, listen, listen, I'm looking at at the moment a gorgeous day and hopefully the weekend turns out that way. But to our listeners, we, we, uh, uh, value your time and thank you again for listening and we uh, will catch you on the next uh, podcast take good care from uh, max pisano and joseph pisano and toby english see you guys take care bye, bye.